everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic, Can't Hardly Wait, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's minute 20, which begins hmm. with the rest of Denise's line from yesterday. You'll recall she we ended yesterday's minute with, yeah, I'll... And she's going to finish that off saying, get a ride home from somebody else. And I have it going through Amanda saying, you know what? I think I'm gonna... <laughs> we'll find out Monday what she's going to do. Oh, Lord. So. We hold on Denise for a long time. Yeah. And I think it's meant to convey she is alone at this party full of people that she doesn't have any connection with. Mm-hmm. Nor does she want to make a connection with them. People pass by, she says nothing to them. People have passed by Preston and been like, hey, Preston, and like yeah. patted him on the shoulder and stuff. No one does that with Denise. Which, honestly, I'm a little confused by, because if they know Preston, and right. she and Preston are best friends, right? how do they not at least know her by association? Like, they may not know her, but they would know yeah. who she is. She's in their class and is best friends with this person that they know. So you'd think they'd have at least known her name. Yeah, I wonder if it's more like they've tried to say, hi, Preston, hi, Denise, and she and he's been like, hi, and she's been like, fuck off. That's like... entirely possible. <laughs> That's entirely possible. So, yeah. There is a big, that element of Denise, that, hey, fuck everybody and everything. Just, yeah. <laughs> she's like a cat. Like, have you seen the... The wizard picture of the cat, like, knocking stuff off a desk, and it's like, fuck yes. this, fuck this, fuck that other thing, yeah. too. This thing can stay. No, fuck that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That element of Denise is something that I don't think I outwardly appear to mm. identify with, but there's a piece of my soul that just, this re- it really speaks to me. <laughs> there is a lot of... I spent a lot of uh, my life, I feel like, biting my tongue to keep from being like, you know what, just <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> because I try to be somewhat nicer than Denise. That's right. I try. Aaron is my is, is often my anger interpreter, um, which is fun. Yeah, that's uh, true. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then I have Preston being a real creeper. Yeah. Just a real creeper. <laughs> yeah. He, he like, just He's just like... Head yeah, he's just like... Standing in the hallway, like, creeping in and watching Amanda. Which, you know what it's creepier than? Uh, Denise pointing. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, because, like, Denise pointed, and if they had looked over, she could have been like, yeah. it's Amanda. Yeah. And, like, it would have been very clear what was happening. She was pointing out, there's Amanda. Yeah. Where Preston is just being a creeper. Yeah. Yep, yep. So then we cut to... What's being said in the fancy room with Amanda and her girlfriends? Yes. Um, Amanda is over it. Yes. Like, she's not really bothered by the breakup. She's not devastated. She's not desolate. She's not destroyed. Yeah. She's, I think, feeling a little awkward. Kind of like a, ah, I have to do this red carpet, but I've broken up with so-and-so. Yeah. And I have to do this. But everyone's going to ask about this, and I don't want to talk about that, so. Yeah. I think it's it's weird, because you kind of get the feeling that none of her friends expected her to show up. Right. So, kind of Didn't makes... they say that? Yeah. When she walked in, didn't they say, I, oh my god, she came? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, they're like, yeah. they're surprised that she's there. Which kind of yeah. has me wondering, 
she doesn't really seem like she wants to be there. Right. And no one expected her to be there. So why did she go? Did she go because she thought people would expect her to be there? Did she go to prove to Mike that she's fine? Yeah. I I feel like there's that element. I feel like there's the I want to see my friends sort of deal. Um, I think there's maybe also a little bit of that undecided future sort of deal. That's true. Where she's like... I guess I should go to this party and she kind of has like acrobat hands out where she's sort of looking for anyone to kind of grab onto her. And we'll see in this movie, she keeps being like, oh, maybe, maybe this person, yeah, maybe this person can be a friend to me. Maybe this person, whatever. And it doesn't, well, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I have a lot of issues with Amanda's presence at this party. Yeah. First, first of all, you're clearly not connecting with anyone. Just go home. Like, you don't have to stay. You came to the party. You don't have to stay at the party. There's no movie if she doesn't stay at the party. But, like, you don't, like, you made your appearance. You don't have to stay. So just just go home and put on Netflix, do a sheet mask. You're just, eat some ice cream, like, whatever. But the thing that always struck me at, like, watching this when it came out, like, the whole you don't have to stay didn't yeah. really occur to me back then the way it does now. Right. But the thing that has right. always bothered me is that she shows up by herself where I can't imagine being in her situation and having any of my friends go to the party without me. Not right. like the fact that all of her friends are there and didn't yeah. expect her to go. I mean, unless she told them I'm not going or yeah. I don't know if I'm going to go. So... Yeah. You guys go, and I'll meet up with you when I get there, if I go. I don't know. Maybe my friends were better than her, were better friends than hers, because mine would have been like, we don't have to go to this party. Yeah, I I get the impression that they are friends in the way that, like, wives of of buddies are friends. Yeah. Or, like, spouses of of friends are friends. Yeah. Whereas, like, where if this plan, if the plan, if... Mike's the plan uh-huh. goes off. I don't see any of them remaining friends because I don't really think that they actually are friends. I think the other three might be friends with each other. I don't know that they'll necessarily stay in touch. Yeah. Like once college starts. Right. But I can see like if, if the boyfriends all break up with them at the beginning of summer, I can see them all spending the summer together. But I don't feel like Amanda's included in that. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like that's no. yeah. just just even what we know of Amanda now, it sort of has a feeling of she's always been just kind of floating along, going with whatever, kind of right. following Mike. Yeah. Without actually having a personality or opinion of her own. And right. really, she probably would have had a better high school experience if she had actually found some people she connected with. Absolutely. Well, the, the, the weird story about the other three girlfriends is that um, when they were kids, they were very, very close. Um, so, so much so that like when they were in eighth grade, for instance, they buried a box of their oh, dreams. Geez. You know, the one white girl who's sort of Southern, the black girl and the other white girl who's not really that Southern. Uh-huh. And they buried a box of their dreams. And at this point, they sort of reconnected through their boyfriends. Mm-hmm. So... Um, if they broke up, what they do over the summer is probably go on some sort of life-changing road trip. Yeah. Maybe, that, that'd be maybe my guess. do some karaoke together. But sure. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> There's, look, the, the, they te- find the themselves teen at a movie tro- trope is a trope for a reason. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish that not another teen movie held up better than it does. I don't know if I ever saw it. It felt, well, I'm going to go ahead and say it. At the time, it felt important. Okay. It felt like it was really like pointing out some stuff. Okay. And then I watched it in like 2009 from Netflix on a disc that I got in the mail. Sure. And it is a lot more uh, uh, poop and uh, bone breaking jokes. Sure. Than I remembered. Sure. Um, so, yeah. Anyways. Um, but yeah, there, I mean, I love, I like when tropes are sort of pointed out uh, like that. Yeah. Um, so, and we weren't, we weren't quite at the teen movie where they talk about the trope and then do something other than the trope. Right. That would be more of a sort of 2000s, 2010s thing. Yes. Um, to do. Yeah. So they're all in the fancy room talking and Amanda says she's over the breakup and her friends argue that Mike is the dopest guy in school. She says, yeah, and school's over. And I'm like, yeah, woo! And they all just kind of look at each other like, I don't, what? <laughs> like, it doesn't register with them like logically they know that they've graduated but they don't seem to be able to see past right this night or the summer like as far as they're concerned they're going to be with their boyfriends forever and they're going to get married and have babies and she has she let mike break up with her and she is not trying to get him back and you know she's basically going to die alone yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um i think all that's 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 fairly accurate for her prospects uh so i guess we have social meat now um i was so she basically kind of is in denise and preston's mindset which is i'm already over high school i'm out of high school i'm acting sort of like an adult sort of but not really but i think i am sort of deal and i think about like how in another world where preston got to take her around maybe she wouldn't have gone out with Preston and maybe she wouldn't have gone out with Mike Dexter. Maybe she would have just been one of the friends of, you know, Preston and Denise Mm -hmm. and sort of just had that life. But because she got sort of the wish fulfillment of dating the quarterback and, and, you know, being the prettiest girl in school and the most popular and the prom queen and the, this queen and then that queen and whatever Mm -hmm. she didn't, have time like you said to find people that were on her wavelength yeah it was it's like her 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 um physical attractiveness negated the need for her to have a personality but she's smart and i don't know i'm not sure what the what the what the adjective is but she maintained having a personality despite having gotten that I don't need to have a personality I'm dating Mike Dexter sort of thing yeah I kind of feel like it's almost like a secret personality like yeah she maintained it and she knows who she is and who she wants to be I mean in as much as someone who put undecided in her yearbook can but like I, I get the feeling that she's never identified herself as Mike's girlfriend she's never identified herself as the prom queen she's always identified right. herself as Amanda while everybody right. else puts her on this this other shelf and yeah. quite frankly that is like as an adult now watching this I'm like this is tragic yeah this girl threw yeah. away four years of her life 
when she could have been finding out who she is and exploring things that she was interested in and people that she could actually have a connection with. She lost all of that because the popular guy asked her out. And so she just was always the popular guy's girlfriend. And that was as much personality as she ever needed or anyone ever wanted her to show. I feel like uh, Jackie Kennedy could have could have fallen under that too. Yeah. If if John F. Kennedy hadn't like died. Yeah. I feel like she was very much in danger of I'm the pretty first lady. Yes. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing is, do you feel like Preston wasted four years of his life? I see. I don't know. I don't feel like we I feel like we know more about what Amanda's high school experience was than we know yes. about what Preston's actual experience was. I think Preston probably had a fairly normal high school experience, but I do think that he potentially wasted dating options. Like he, like I think that there was probably, there were probably other people that he could have dated that he didn't because he was so hung up on Amanda. And so I think he missed out on opportunities to get to know other people in ways that he didn't get to know them. But I don't know that that's necessarily... I don't think it's nearly as big a waste as Amanda. I I think that uh, we definitely know very much less about what his experiences in high school were like, other than he pined after Amanda. Yeah. But he seems to... You know, I feel like Denise wouldn't have hung around if he was always talking about Amanda. Right. So perhaps that it wasn't that whole thing. I just... I really identify with that kind of struggle where, like, I feel like... One of my big regrets from college is that I wasted a lot of time pining after girls that were, one, not ever going to be interested in me, or two, were no longer wanting to, you know, I didn't want to date anymore, and they didn't want to date me anymore, but we were still together, because it's like, well, I don't want to be single, yeah. so. And, like, on more than one occasion, I talked to some. I would have, like, then I'd get a crush on someone else, and they'd be like, oh, I had a crush on you while you were dating so-and-so. But now I'm dating this other person. Yeah. Or I'm, you know, I'm interested in this, this other person. I'm like, oh. But even aside from dating, I'm like, what are the things that I moped my way either through or didn't go to because I was busy, like, being sad and pouting and moping and stuff? Yeah. Because of things that, like, I should, I, like, I don't mean, like, just, like, move on right away, but, like, boy, I wish I wasn't so stuck in my feelings sometimes. Yeah. Especially in, like, college. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I think I am going to posit that Amanda and Denise had much more similar high school experiences than one would think to look at them. Because Amanda Mm. only ever had to be Mike's girlfriend and go with the flow and never really got to form any meaningful connections. Denise has always (laughs) held every... She's she's so prickly and holds everyone at arm's length and never gets to know anybody. I mean, she's got Preston, but that's pretty much it. Preston, and I know I, this whole this whole podcast, this whole series of podcasts. I'm never going to be able to not see myself in Preston, mm-hmm. and so when so I know that I'm saying saying what I'm about to say. I am still I'm saying this as myself too. He is just a big golden retriever of like a. Yep. She's like that person sucks. And he's like, I know. <laughs> yep. Let's go over here. This is fun. Like we're friends. Da, 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 da. And she's like, you, you're so stupid. And he's like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Driving, driving, driving. Like 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. And like, I feel like I often would make friends with actually present company excluded. I don't think you ever put out a, and we talked about this in a previous episode. Um, you never put out a don't talk to me. I am mean vibe. <laughs> Even when I was I, actively being mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is just weird. <laughs> <laughs> I for sure made friends with numerous girls that were the, the mean girl in the class. Yeah. Like that no one liked and that were like, Ugh, she's so mean all the time. All she does is roll her eyes. Like, and I was like, I know. She's awesome and funny and smart and just kind of quiet and shy. But she doesn't want to, you know, gab around with with all of you. And I get that. She likes to sort of make fun of, well, all of you in the back of the room. And I am down with that. So she's my friend. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I bet that Denise and Amanda probably have would get along if Denise could get over herself. Yeah. And actually get to know Amanda as something other than Mike's girlfriend and that girl that Preston won't shut up about. I (laughs) feel like they probably would have quite a bit in common. Yeah, I, I would, that's the fan fiction I'd like to see, is I like yeah. sort of a friendship story of Denise and Amanda. That'd be kind of cool. Now, I do say all this, having seen this movie enough times to know that we never find out what Amanda likes or is interested in, or if she has a personality at all. That's correct. So it's wild for me <laughs> to make the statement, she and Denise would get along, but she just but- has this like kind of... Like, I, I can see myself in Amanda, too. She kind of has, like, this every girl beca- yeah. because she's so unexplored as a character. Yeah. You can kind of... Yeah. Like, I can see her having a sarcastic... I mean, well, we see her having a sarcastic side. Like, in these yeah. moments when she's like, yeah, and school's over. Right. I... Yeah. We, I mean, I guess with similarly with Denise, we only hear about what she doesn't like. Right. But you know that she's got stuff that she absolutely is so into. Like, I want to see a Dungeons and Dragons game with, like, Mm -hmm. Denise and uh, Hippie Girl and Amanda and Yearbook Girl or something like that. Where it's like, yeah, this is what, this is what, you know, and they're all sort of just like eating chips and like being sarcastic nerds. Oh, yeah, so good. So I, this is kind of a total non sequitur, but I promise that I have a reason for it. I recall reading at some point that Lauren Ambrose put olives on her toes while filming this movie to make herself walk strangely to give Denise like a distinctive gait. I have no idea if that's true or not, but I can see Denise committing to something in that really weird way yeah that is like can't you see denise deciding that she is going to go to this con cosplay as her favorite character she's gonna put olives on her toes inside those cool ass blue boots that she's got to make sure that she walks weird just like this random anime character that she has decided to cosplay as right Ugh, I just remember, do they serve an orthopedic function? And I'm just really excited. Yeah. Do they serve an orthopedic function? God, so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Hold on one second. I'm in the trivia for Can Hardly Wait. 
I feel like I read this in a magazine back in high school, so it may not exist anywhere anymore except for my own brain, and it may not even be true. Olives, um, oh, oh, no, no, okay. Olives uh, do not appear in the trivia of this, um, of this. All right, I'm going to do a quick Google. Give me two seconds. Okay. Lauren Ambrose Olives. And I did search, I think, Lauren Ambrose Olive Toes, so that did not return anything, so... Were they green olives or black it olives? Didn't I imagine say. green olives. It did not say. I am on her Wikipedia page now. Does not mention olives. Let's try Lauren Ambrose olive toes. Yeah, no, I got nothing. There's nothing on the first page of Google. So that might be something I am misremembering or made up in my head. I don't know why I would make that up. If anything, I'm getting it. Con- I'm getting her confused with someone else. <laughs> She is not on Twitter. All right. I'm going to try and find a way to reach out to Lauren Ambrose to see if she wants to be on our show so we can ask her about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair. Um, I have, so then they talk about uh, Amanda gets up and walks over to the corner or something. Mm-hmm. And then all her friends sort of remember that they're supposed to be comforting her. Right. And not sort of having existential crises. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, I, uh, do you have the exact wording of what they, of what they say? Yes. They say... Anyway, I mean, who does he think he is? Brad Pitt? And I I don't remember which of them said that. I think it was Jamie Priestley. Okay. Because the shorter blonde one says, seriously, and you're like Gwyneth. Yeah. Do you want me to just read the whole scene or? Um, Let's let's take a pause there. Um, So I wanted to talk about Brad Pitt and Gwyneth Paltrow for a second. Yeah, so up until watching this, for this time, I had forgotten that they were ever a couple. Sure, because um, they were overshadowed by the much more press-filmed Jennifer Aniston-Brad Pitt relationship, in which, after the breakup of which, I feel like if this movie had been made in 2003 or something, Mm -hmm. the Brad Pitt-Jennifer Aniston-Mike Dexter-Amanda thing is much more apt. Yeah. And also, I just listened to a decoder ring about the tabloid coverage of Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston's relationship. Oh. And like how like it it's it was a wild ride. It's a it's a great episode and I very much recommend it. Um I'm going to make a note of that cuz it was really it's called Sad Jennifer Aniston is the episode title. So they met on the set of 7. Okay. Um Brad Pitt and Gwyneth Paltrow in 1994 uh and they dated through 1997. They, uh, Brad started dating Jennifer Aniston in 1998 after their agents set them up, but I couldn't find a month where that happened. The next thing on the numerous timelines of Brad and Jennifer Aniston's <laughs> relationship that are online that are really just copies of each other is that they started appearing in public together at the Emmys in 1999. So that's September of 1999. Okay. So I feel like it had to be late 1998, which is why the writers of this movie were comfortable saying, making the Brad Pitt, Gwyneth Paltrow reference. Sure. Because there was no Jennifer Aniston to talk about, and their breakup was, as far as, you know, high schoolers were concerned, was still a fresh thing. Yeah. So it was it was a pointed reference that would be out of date before, within like two and a half, well, a year and a half of this movie coming yeah. out. Um, so that that's really weird. Then the last thing I have is also, is also about Gwyneth Paltrow. Jennifer Love Hewitt sent three dozen pink roses to Gwyneth Paltrow the night before Paltrow won the Oscar in 1999 for Shakespeare in Love. Oh. 
Uh, Hewitt also wrote her a two-page letter praising her as a role model and admiring her work. Paltrow sent a reply a week later, and Hewitt framed it. It's my favorite thing, she said. When the two actresses met for the first time at the, two, at the year 2000 Golden Globes, quote, she came up to me and gave me a hug for the flowers. I thought I was going to pass out. I was absolutely going to have a heart attack, said Jennifer Love Hewitt. So I think it's super cute that they, like, I imagine that she already loved Gwyneth Paltrow's work yeah. when this movie was being filmed. So these lines must have been, like, kind of great. Yeah. With, like, all these girls being like, you're so Gwyneth. Like... What a weird thing to send three dozen roses to someone that you've never met just to be like, hey, I hope you win that Oscar. Yeah. I wonder how she feels about Gwyneth now that Gwyneth's gone all... Goopy? Mm -hmm. I was going to say goopy, but then I was like, I don't know if that'll translate. But nope, clearly it did. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to look up and see if they had any, any, if they were in anything together other than award shows. Gwen, Gwen, if, I'm so happy that we have um, celebrities now that I know how to spell their names. Okay. Gwyneth. 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 57th Annual Golden Globe Awards in 2000, 51st of Annual Tony Awards in 2001, and that's it. Okay. So, nope. It just was a fan thing. <laughs> I wonder if maybe they had, like, if they were, like, part of the same agency and Possibly, like maybe yeah. had met each other in passing or something. Like I wonder. Yeah, it, it makes me wonder. Like it took place. This te- that took place after this movie came out. So there was already an association between Jennifer Love Hewitt and Gwyneth Paltrow through this movie, which was very popular. Right. I wonder if they had to clear Gwen- the use of Gwyneth's name for this movie. That's possible, although it doesn't feel like that would have had anything to do with Jennifer. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. Yeah, so her friends keep talking about how she's so Gwyneth. Totally Gwyneth, but prettier. Totally prettier, but with bigger boobs. Totally bigger boobs. Way bigger. (laughs) And that's when Amanda's like, you know what? (laughs) Go over there. I like the performance by the, the three girlfriends here because... It goes from their being so supportive to their having existential crises to their remembering they need to be supportive to them saying something fairly supportive and pop culture based to them ruining it, like absolutely driving it into the ground to the point where she's like, oh, this stopped being helpful. Three, your boobs are bigger than hers ago. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. The three girlfriends really entertain me. Yeah. As characters. They would be absolutely awful to spend any actual time with. Oh, sure. They seem toxic. Very, very toxic. Yeah. But I, I sort of, I sort of, um, speaking of Greece, as we were three weeks ago. Um, <laughs> okay. J- Jennifer Lyons sort of gives me a Jan vibe um, from Greece. Yeah. Kind of like a, like a, she's with the popular girls, but if she wasn't with the popular girls, she would have a different group of friends that might be more her speed like she's sort of like i'm keeping up with them look i I can do my weird toothbrush commercial sort of deal yeah she reminds me of karen from mean girls amanda seyfried's character yep Yep. i can see yeah like you can see why she's part of the group but you could also see her in a completely different group because she doesn't completely fit yeah like, um, I, and I always saw Lacey Chabert as, like, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Well, they look like siblings. <laughs> I know. They, they, they <laughs> and they were both I, on Party of Five. Right. I it, They have been 
almost like I, I like I'm like they're not sisters. What's going on? What they like, didn't even play sisters. If you, cra- if you crafted Lacey Chabert in a in a, like a genetic laboratory where you're like like Jennifer Love Hewitt, but like five years younger, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense as an origin story for Lacey uh-huh. Chabert completely. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Amanda yeah, so. is the Gretchen Wieners of this group. <laughs> yes. I think um, Beth is the Regina George. Sure. And then... Yeah. Cindy? Uh, Cindy. Yeah. Was there another Mean Girls click person? There, no, I think it was three of them and, and then, then Katie. Katie. I yeah. think Cindy is just also there. I'm just looking up how old, how much, what the age difference between Lacey Chabert <laughs> and her sister Jennifer Love Hewitt is. 1982. Lacey Chabert is older than me. That blows my mind. Uh, she is older than you as well. Oh, so that's not something. by much. She's, I mean, if she, September 3rd. Okay, I was gonna say if she's 82, can't be much. Well, it it could be up to 11 months older than me. Jennifer Love Hewitt is two years and seven months older than Lacey Chabert. Well, which is a lot less than yeah, I think, same. So. So, anyways, Lacey Bear is just really short. Yeah. Um, but that's enough about the Lacey Bear minute. Let's, uh... <laughs> yeah, so I don't have anything else for this minute. I don't either. I did remember something, though, that, um... I guess just sort of like a reminder, we would like to uh, have your cool party stories. Your What was oh, that yeah. one big party that you went to in high school or that you heard about or that your your brother went to and you always heard stories about? Uh, we want to hear those stories. So DM us at the Twitter which we can give right now on social media. Yeah. Uh, we, as a podcast, are on Twitter at JE underscore Minute Movies. So send us a DM or a tweet with that story, and yeah. we will share it uh, on the show if you are yeah. okay with that. Um, it yeah. will happen somewhat in the future from when you're listening to this because we are recording well ahead of the time that we release, but we'll get there eventually. Right. Yeah. Individually, I can be found on Twitter at Unabashedly Aaron. And I'm at Unabashed James. And we are proud members of the Scavengers Network who have a Patreon at patreon.com slash the Scavengers Network. For $2 a month, you can get a bunch of great bonus content, including some like outtakes from shows that we do. I don't, so far, I don't think we've had any specifically for this show, but. I, I have. I, I'm 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 trying to find a time uh, when I'm not playing uh, Magic on my computer or hurriedly um, editing podcasts because I've been playing Magic on my computer to to watch and live uh, live newsletter uh, the last Sharknado colon it's about time so um, ridiculous I love it so look for that uh, it's gonna be in July sometime so if this is after July which it is yep it it definitely is so July's newsletter was about the last Sharknado, colon, it's about time. So. Yep, and September's newsletter will yes. be slash has been about, probably will be yeah. at the time this airs, um, about Psycho Beach Party. I'm gonna watch and live react to that, so that'll be that'll be fun too. <laughs> I really like where this where this uh, this movie in particular is taking us because it feels like maybe we should be watching episodes of Clueless, the TV show, or Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, or Charmed, or Six but Feet nope. Under, <laughs> but or nope. Six Feet Under. I, I was talking to my wife about this. I don't know that I could handle Six Feet Under again. It was good, but it was intense. Yeah, like it was a lot. 
Like, I remember having headaches from the tension of watching that show. That's not good. I mean, like, it was an excellent show, but, oof. Yeah. I mean, it was good. Go watch it if you haven't seen it already, but also... get. I mean, I I really enjoyed it, and it has lots and lots of great people in it, um, who are also mostly in this movie. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this has been a long episode. It has. So I think that we should go... Yes. I agree, because as we always say, time is honeys. Go hot dogs! The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.